Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Exaggerating the fact that we need more local recruits, how it was back in the early 2000s, to restore the understanding of the importance of the prestige for playing for Ohio State. Dudes like yourself who grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, who always wanted to be a Buckeye, I take it you grew up watching this team and you understood you know, what was going on. Speak to, like, everything that I'm saying. I'm pretty sure you're just as frustrated, if not more, that we just lost We just lost the damn Cotton Bowl, bro, and we didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, when I So when I watched yesterday's game, you know, as you know, you're in the group chat, and, you know, I got to – I was in there speaking on it a lot. And to me, the, the program just looks unrecognizable to when I was there. And it's, it's really unfortunate because, you know, you, you build something for so long and it's been so great for so many years that, you know, people kind of take it for granted. You know, that was the one thing about Ohio State. They never really fell off. You know, they always is right there in the championship run or they look like one of the top programs, you know, in the country. And, you know, when you watch that game yesterday, they look just – not the same, you know, offensively, you know, one good thing about Ryan Day was he was such a, he's a great offensive mind. You know, you always could hang your hat on the fact that he had the ability to put up a bunch of points. It was high powered offenses, putting up a ton of points and you get to this game and you go up against a mid tier SEC school and you're only putting up three points. Now, don't get me wrong. There's so many other things that they need to fix. And I think it starts with the offensive line. You know, you think about the years that we were dominant. All these years, we've always been able to run the ball effectively. We've always been able to have a great offensive line that got that push. Offensive line and defensive line. And this entire season, the offensive line just has not looked great at all. You know, they had moments where they looked okay. But for a solid game, they've never really put together a solid game, especially when it came to the run game. And it showed. You know, Lincoln King host goes in there, and it's not that he's bad. It's that every time he's dropped back to the pass, it's like somebody's right there and he's got to throw the ball away or he's just throwing it up. So I thought that that was bad. I think that they, they got to address the offensive line coaching. They got to – and we got to do a better job of developing talent. I, to me, I just don't feel like the talent is being developed the same. Everybody – yes, Marvin Harrison, you know, that's, he's a, hall, a son of a Hall of Famer. So he's going to have, naturally, he's got the ability to be great. You don't really have to work too hard with a guy like that. But the rest of them, you know, Emeka Buka, I feel like he took a step back. Nah, granted, he was injured this year. So I'll give you that. 
But where's all these other guys that's supposed to step up? You know, Julian Fleming, he looked like the same this past year. Um, Carnell Tate, you know, Brandon Ennis, these guys are four- and five-star high recruits, and they're not really making the impact that I thought that they'd be making. So right now the offense just look unrecognizable, and to me that's the Ryan Day saving grace is his offense. And if you can't put up more than three points, like that, that's a huge issue that I'm having. So you do do you believe that he should return next year? I believe that this man should get one last season. I think that one last season. Now, this is the thing, though, about this offseason. He has to be an adult about this. He he He's similar to the Browns. You know, you go out there and you hire a bunch of friends. You keep a bunch of friends there and you like these people. But you got to look at the hard facts. They're not getting the job done. So you have to get somebody in there that can get the job done. I don't care if it ruins a friendship or not. You need If you want to keep your job, you have to do the hard decisions. You have Maybe you have to do get a new offensive line coach. Maybe you do got to go get a new quarterback coach or whatever the case may be. You, it's some decisions. Then these reports coming out about you know coaches skipping out on practice or to go to concerts. It's just the whole thing is becoming really wild. And, and Ryan Day has to be an adult about this, and he has to make those decisions and get people in there that, that takes their job very seriously, that looks forward to trying to get this program back to where we need to be because if he can't get it done next year, I, I, there's there's nothing left to do but to to move on. I mean, it, it's really do or die for him this this upcoming season. Yeah, like when I when I seen that about the coach kind of like you know skipping out to go to a concert, and it's like, man, what are we doing? This is Ohio State. And, and did, did that really like happen? And it's stuff like that that really really like makes me kind of like scratch my head. Um, just just overall, like, I think this 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 season was probably the most disappointing season that I can really recall in recent Ohio State memory, bro. And I really don't know, you know, how it's going to get better. To me, it seems like this is the same situation that we find ourselves in with the Cavs, that you're just going to keep running the back and expecting a different result. And I hear you when you say you believe he should get another year. But when I look at the 56-8, and eight, and then I look at the 0-3 against the SEC, the 1-6 versus CFP teams, and – and a one and three against Michigan. I like, do you believe that those numbers inside of everything else that a change? I think that this is I, I, <laughs> when you look at those numbers, I mean it is it's very alarming. But this is what I will say is I do believe that he has he does have what it takes to to get over that hump. I do think that he needs to you know, really get some more people in there that understand football. And I think, you know, for me, you know, just just seeing the difference between Urban and Ryan Day, you know, I just think that it's it's a lot of stuff that was that's going on that, you know, some people maybe are not qualified for certain jobs and they're getting those positions. I think you really got to look at that and see, like I said, who's getting there, who's becoming effective as a coach and who's not, who's getting through to their players and who's not, because you can't tell me that it's a, it's a talent issue. It's not a talent issue. You guys still are getting top five recruiting classes every year. So you're getting the talent there. Now it's about the development. Why is it that these coaches aren't getting to these players that's allowing them to play on the field? That's the part that's mind blowing to me. And, you know, and to go back to answer a question earlier about, you know, the kids from Ohio, you have to dominate the state of Ohio, like in recruiting, there should not be one really good kid 
that that should lead the state of Ohio to go play somewhere else. That that's first off, and I think they've been. I want to say they've been doing a pretty decent job at doing that. You know, like like for example, Jack Sawyer. He was probably the highlight of yesterday. Guess where Jack Sawyer's from? Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> so it yeah, it wasn't to him. It maybe wasn't a meaningless game. You know, a lot of people look at bowl games like oh, it's meaningless. It's not the it's not the championship game. People are opting out. People don't really care about these games. Well, Jack Sawyer went out there and pretty much doubled his sack numbers in one game, you know, so you, it's because it was important to him. I don't know if this is Jack Sawyer's last game as a Buckeye, but if it is, he sure went out with a bang, and you can sure tell that he really enjoyed playing for Ohio State, and it meant something to him because he's from the state of Ohio. So you got to get kids that you got to dominate the state of Ohio. That's how you restore, you know, they hold pride in trying to keep this 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 uh, this school up at the top in the, of the rankings. And like I said, it's not saying that kids from other places don't, because like I said, I played with guys from St. Louis, L.A., Florida. They all got it when they got here. But as a head coach, you have to do a really good job of making them understand what playing at Ohio State means for them. Because a lot of people look at it as just a stepping stone. But you have to be great here. If you're great here, you're solidified, at least in, in Ohio, for the rest of your life. So you really want to dominate here and then dominate the next level. It's funny that you said that because, you know, I've had this conversation on air and off air. And, you know, a couple of my friends would be like, well, man, that's where all the speed at in Florida. And my rebuttal was quickly like, and you can speak to this more than me. Last time I checked, the fastest dude to ever step foot on campus at Ohio State was from Cleveland. But that's a whole other story for another day. Am I tripping on that? Like, when people say, like, I, I got to go to Florida to get speed, well, Tay again ran in the cold. And Tay again was faster than a lot of people I've ever seen in my life. So... What I would say, my argument about the whole speed thing is I think that it's, it's low-key overrated at times. Don't get me wrong. Speed scares a lot of people. But who you, if you want speed, just go just go, go recruit the number one track athlete if it's about speed. You want to get football players out there. And I think that's the part that people forget about. You know, Ted Ginn was really great at track, but Ted Ginn is a football player. Right. So you got to go get guys that's fast on the football field. I know guys that run 4-5, four, 4-6, four, but on the field they look like they're running 4-3 because they understand the game of football. So it's a you need to you need to sometimes maybe the speed thing people get so enamored with the 40 times but they forget about the plays that they're being that's being made. Why is it often that the guy that run the 4-2 maybe he can't catch. Maybe the guy that run the 4-2 maybe he can't cover, you know. So I I see guys like my boy Richard Sherman ran a 4-5 but some people say he was one of the best corners in the league, you know. So it's not about speed, it's more about the football mind and understanding the game of football and what what offenses and defense are trying to accomplish. You know, that's to me is more important. So I'm not really worried about the speed. All right, so we got like seven minutes, but I got to get a couple of Browns questions in. First question for you. Do you know for a fact if Joe Flacco qualifies for comeback player of the year? Like, has he played enough qualifying games for that award? I don't know if he does, but he should definitely be up there. <laughs> And I understand the DeMar Hamlin thing. You know, I think that, you know, according to Vegas, he's like the runaway favorite with this thing. But, you know, what Joe Flacco is doing right now, and, and I know people like, well, where did he come back from? The couch? <laughs> well, uh, and I, that, I understand that as well. You know, usually it's for people who got hurt and come back and blah, blah, blah. Well, I just think you it's hard to overlook what he's doing right now. You know, the the numbers that he's putting up, the stats that he's breaking, you know, the the position that he's put the Cleveland Browns in, it's very hard to overlook him for a, a comeback of the year candidate. Are right, you look at the state of the wide receiver position, right? Amari Cooper, I I'm pretty sure he'll be available if the game is meaningful against the Cincinnati Bengals. Elijah Moore, 
uh, was released from the hospital, placed in concussion protocol. And, of course, David Njoku was a baller, but I'm speaking specific wide receivers. We really got firsthand glimpse on Thursday that outside of them two, it ain't it ain't really much there. Is there a, a chance that the Cleveland Browns can possibly uh, elevate Austin Watkins or go out here and sign a veteran wide receiver, maybe like a Jarvis Landry or somebody? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to have to elevate, you know, Austin Watkins. Um the thing is, you know, he's going to have to show in practice, you know, that he deserves to be on the field because just because you're elevated doesn't mean that you're going to get some some snaps on offense. You could be elevated and just be for special teams reasons. You know, David Bell and, and Cedric Tillman maybe get pushed up a little bit more. Marquise Goodwin have to step it up a little bit more. But I think you do have to go look at the veteran market. You know, a lot of people have been throwing the name Jarvis Landry out there, and I'm okay with Jarvis coming back. You know, Jarvis just recently worked out with the Colts, I think December 20th. Um, I don't think he got signed by him. So, you know, that tells you something there. But I think that the thing about Jarvis is Jarvis brings that attitude, you know, that dog mentality. And I think that this team has finally adapted that mentality, something that he actually kind of started, you know, when he was when he first got to Cleveland. He was the one that obviously that he went viral for the, the wide receiver speech about you got to practice and stuff like that. And it really helped change the culture here. I think Kevin I think Kevin would be open to, you know, having him back out there again. So I would go get him. Um just because I know he's a guy that can make some plays. You know, it's not like he's gonna stretch the field or anything, but this is a guy that really once he gets the ball in his hands, you know, he does a really good job of yards after catch. And I think that can be critical, especially when it gets colder out there and it's in meaningful games. All right. I gotta ask you just real quick because I gotta kinda get on the personal level. Do you think the Browns can make it to the Super Bowl? I do believe the Browns can make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I, like I said, I've been saying all year with that defense, it's going to give them a chance to win a lot of games. With Joe Flacco, he's putting them over the top. The only My only concern is the turnovers. They've they, they got to stop the turnovers because if they stop doing the turnovers, they will dominate many of, a lot of opponents. You know, They give their opponents chances and opportunities to hang with them. But if they can find a way to play clean football and stop the penalties and stop the turnovers, they would actually go out there and dominate a ton of games. Cool. All right, so <clears throat> I got three guests. You the first one uh, today, and I'm going to ask this question to every guest, and then I'm going to ask this to the audience at the end. Real quick, what did 2023 teach you, and what are you most looking forward to in 2024? <laughs> what did 2023 teach me? 2023 taught me... Um... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Good question. That's really a good question, Earl. What did 2023 do? It taught me to be more patient, I tell you that. And, you know, to if I can help out in any way, you know, I should do so. You know, not because, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's because you should want to. You know, you should want to when – you, when you move up in, in, in life and you start elevating yourself in life, you should always look back and, and pull somebody with you, you know, offer a helping hand, you know, because it's the only way that this world is going to get better is if we help elevate each other and, and help each other get to where we want to go. And I think this year, more so than not, I think I was more often doing that, looking back, trying to help other people, you know, rise as I rise. So I think that's something that 2023 taught me. And looking forward to in 2024, you know, just to continue to keep going, you know, just to keep getting every opportunity that I get, you know, try to dominate it. You know, never everybody always is like, well, where do you see yourself? And I'm not one of those guys that continue to try to look forward. I'm trying to focus on the present right now and dominate the present because if you're so busy looking forward, you'll trip over what's in front of you. So for me, it's just about dominating every opportunity that I got, being thankful, being grateful that people even allow me to have an opportunity to elevate myself and speak on their platforms and stuff like that. So for me, it's just about dominating and being the best version of myself every chance I get. All right, so in closing, man, I just wanted to wish you personally a happy new year. Uh, You know, I consider you like one of my closest friends now. And we both know I went through some very personal, like, hardships uh, this year. And you was always there for me, bro. And, like, I can't thank you enough for that. I love you for that, man. Like, you're great at your craft. You're great at what you do. Your energy, like, it's infectious. Like, it's contagious. Like, your attitude, your approach towards life. Like, you spread a lot of love out here, bro. Keep being who you are. Keep doing who you are. Like, I promise you, I really feel like great things is on the horizon for you. And I wanted to give you a roses right now today while we're here doing this because we both know, like, especially in this city, the next hour of your life ain't even promised. So kudos to you. I love you, man. Happy New Year to you and uh, more success. Thanks, Earl. I love you too, man. I appreciate you for everything you're doing. Continue to keep doing your thing, man, because you really are a shining star in this business. And I always love walking in and seeing you because your you is your your energy is, is contagious as well. You know, some days when I don't feel like I got it, I know I can look at you and we can have a good time. So continue to keep doing what you're doing. Dominate every opportunity. And if you ever need me, you know I'm always there for you. One hundred, brother, man. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Yep, you too. All right. That was Tyvis Powell on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.